Amen. He's worthy of it all. He's worthy of it all. Hey, do you know Paul says in him we, John actually says in him we live, we move, we have our being. Without him we're absolutely nothing. Paul said that. John said without him we're absolutely nothing. Listen, it's about him. It's all about him. The name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, that's why we're here. We're not here to to, to, to worship singers. We're not here to worship preachers. We're here to elevate the name that is above every name. The name of Jesus. Hey, I, I just want to say thank you for having me come back. OBC. Hey, hey, this has been a uh, good, good I, to, I told my wife when I got in the car after I, I preached here, man, that church and that pastor is the real deal. Listen, let me just tell you something. Listen, I just want to say this. I traveled from Murphy to Manio all the way in the middle in Monroe where I live. This church is unique. God is, is in this place. Man, there's a kindred spirit in this place. God is here. And I'll tell you, I, I, was, I was thinking about this. Uh, I meet a lot of pastors, and I'm not throwing shade on pastors. But listen, you guys have not only a good pastor, but a great pastor. You know why? Let me tell you. Because he, he, he's not just up here saying that he's worthy of it all or singing it or preaching it, but he's practicing it. He loves you guys. Thank you so much, Pastor Steve, for the opportunity to be able to come back here and to break, break the word of God open. You guys are, hopefully we can, we can, we can do this. I don't drop the ball the first hour or the second hour and then you can come back tonight. We can do it again, okay? All right, so, so look, do me a favor. I, I don't know if this is your custom, but I, this is my custom. I want to read the Word of God, okay? So we're going to stand out of reverence to the reading of the Word of God. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of God abides forever. And I don't know about you, but I, I need something that's going to last. This world is going to pass. C.T. Studd said there's only one life that will soon be passed, and only what's done for Christ will last. This morning, we'll be in John 13, if you got your Bible. Very familiar. John 13, verses 34 and 35. This morning, I want to do a backwards, what I call a backwards exposition. I'll fail preaching class uh, and, and, you know, preaching this, but I've already got my degree, so I can do whatever I want to do. So, so we're okay. So, this is the word of the living God. I want to talk to you about a love worth following. And this refocus, I want you to think about a love worth following. Jesus said this, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you that, that you've given it, given it to us. God, thank you that you have, have, have entrusted us with this, this, this great salvation, God, that you've given us. And so, God, I pray that, that, that as we refocus, as we, we, we look to you, God, help us to see Jesus in this text. Help us see Jesus. There is no refocusing without Jesus. 
So God, I pray that you take my words and, and, and make them just blow away from this place. But, but as John says, sanctify them by thy truth, for thy word is truth. God, you be glorified. You're worthy of it all. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys may be seated. Uh, thank you for, for standing in, in reference to the reading of the Word of God. This is a packed house. Man, I feel like I'm in a metropolitan tabernacle. Oh, uh, my goodness. Man. It's cold out there, but it didn't keep you from coming in here. You know why? Because he's worthy of it all. A love worth following. Now, I need to, I need to make sure I'm on. Uh, what time do I need to? Like, I know we got to switch, but this is important, right? What? Yeah, yeah, you, you can uh, stop it. What time is it? 9.50. I'm, I'm a chocolate preacher, so you know I, I mean, we get 10, 20. Okay, we didn't talk about that, so, so. Get to going in here. 25. 25, okay. 20, 20, 25. Okay, I love worth following. I want you to know because Christ demonstrated true love, there is no love outside of Jesus. Paul says anything that is not done in faith, faith in Jesus is sin. Because Christ demonstrated true love by, by laying down his life, the people of God, those who have been redeemed and trusted in him, must demonstrate this love in the same way. That's simple. That's what I want you to get because Christ demonstrated his love because he came down in our mess, right? Because he's the Messiah. He's come to clean our mess up and, and he did that and he demonstrated it on a tree. Hey, hey, we are to be sacrificial in the same way. How do the people of God demonstrate the love of Christ? I want you to see, number one, the petition to love right in verse 34. Right here, Jesus said this, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. The petition to love. This, this is not a, an option, right? So, so what, I wanna, what I want you to know is, is this, is that we, we, don't have to, we, we don't have a choice in this matter if we know Jesus. We're to, to love. And so I, I was thinking about this whole refocus and, and, and focusing on what really matters, right? It made me think of my oldest daughter when she was a baby. And some of you mamas can, can, can resonate with me here and, and, uh, and you daddies will resonate with, with me as well when that baby was crying. You know what I'm talking about? Ugly crying. You know what I'm talking about? Like, snot running out of their nose, crying. And, and they, they just, ah! and, and it's like they, they can't breathe. You know what I'm talking about? That type of cry. They, 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 they're crying and they're, 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 they're hungry, they're, they're thirsty, like, like they want that milk, right? They're, they're, they're hungry. And you just want the noise to quit. And what do you do, mama? You get that bottle, and as soon as you put that bottle in that mouth, over. And for me, this is how dads resonate. I'm like, first child, like this alien, you know, I'm like trying to figure out how to hold this thing and not let it choke to death. You know what I'm talking about, man? You know, you think you're going to break it, you know, and you're trying to figure. But as soon as you put that bottle in the mouth of that baby, the baby's hungry. The baby is thirsty. The baby 
wanted food. Let me tell you something. We are thirsty. We are hungry. But this is the thing. We look outside of what's going to satisfy. The world is hungry. The world is thirsty. But there is only one thing that will satisfy. And his name is Jesus. In order to refocus, you have to, you have to think and, and be satisfied in only what's going to satisfy. And his name is Jesus. And this Jesus gave us a command here to love one another. Like, like the petition to love. What is love? I define it as looking outward very easy. Okay? I, I think, I think we, we, we are so, I don't know, I'm selfish. Are you? I love me. I love me some me. And I can think about me, but as Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In the life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. See, listen, this, the, the way you love in this way, it is a sacrificial love. So here it is. We see love. I like what this guy named John Piper says. He says, love is our joy in God that meets the needs of others. So you, you can't love the unlovable unless you're loving the, 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 the God who made you, okay? See, see here it is. It's, it's, love is an act of the will accompanied by emotions on behalf of his object. See, love is, it is sacrificial. And Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. It is not an option, but it's a command. And you say, hold up, man, how are we going to refocus? You're talking about love. I know this. I get it. Without this first domino of the love of Christ, we would never refocus. We would never put our gaze on what matters if we don't look to the source that's going to help us to keep on track. Now, here it is. Alistair Begg, he made this statement. He says, until we find out how to live, we will never be ready to die. Until we die, we will not know how to live. You see, we have to die to self. We have to die to our desires. And, and if we're going to love like this, it is sacrificial. It's a command. It's not an option. You know, we don't love just because he said love. We do. You know, we don't do things out of duty, but we do it out of delight. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you this morning. We don't do things just because he said do it, because, yeah, we do, but, but we, we do it out of delight. Now, walk with me today. I was, uh, you know, the other day, I was going to the food line, right? And so, as I walked in food line, I, I, I looked at those uh, flowers, you know, near the the, the vegetable section, you know, over there by the potatoes and all that stuff. And you, I seen some roses. And so I wanted to get out of the dog house. And so I, what I did was I, I, I grabbed me some dozen, I grabbed a dozen roses. You know, and so I grabbed them babies, make sure they were okay, you know, look good. And, and so I, I got those roses. I, I went to my house. I knocked on the door of my house that I have keys to because my wife is in the house. And she knows something up. <laughs> and she comes and say, what in the world is wrong with you? Where are your keys? And 
and I pull those roses out, I say, these are for you. And she like, what do you want? Well, it's my duty to love you, so I want to give you these. What is she going to do with them roses? She's going to grab those roses and hit me upside the head with them. Because we're not doing it out of, out of duty. Let me rewind. Go all the way back to the food line. I grab some roses and I, hey, babies look good, right? They still look good. And I grab them and I, I take them to my house. I knock on the door to the house that I have keys to. She can see me because she see the camera, right? And so, same scenario. She opens the door. What do you want? What is wrong with you? And I pull those babies out. And I say, these are for you. And she says, what do you want? I say, I want you. I delight in you. I don't want anything but you to be satisfied. It's not about me. I don't want to go hunting or fishing or I don't want to go watch the game. I want you to be satisfied. You see, that, that is it. She's going to take those roses and she's going to put them babies in a, in, a, in a, what they call it, a vice, vet, what that thing called, I don't know. You put it in there and, 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 and in reality, she'll take care of them. She'll love them. Why? Because the, the thing she realizes that this is a delight, that I delight in her, that I'm, I'm satisfied in her. You see, God has caused us to, to love him, to be satisfied in him. And there is no satisfaction outside of Jesus. Man, we got to refocus. We got to keep the main thing, the main thing, and Jesus is the main thing. We do it out of delight because we love him. Not only do we see this petition of love, got to hurry up, but we see, number two, the person of love. Look at me. The petition of love, the command, then we see the person of love. Jesus said, new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. You see, Jesus is, his love, it is, it is a, a love that is bathed in, in, in his design for us, right? It's, it's a love that is, is, is sacrificial, I've said, but this love, listen, this love is it's in a way that, that we can't look to anybody else to demonstrate this kind of love. Now look, if we, if we look at the person of love who, who, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, right? He demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And if we look to him and we want to love like him, we see what it looks like to love. You see this person of love, this person, there's, it's called the exclusivity of Jesus. It's, it's his love. There is no other way people are coming to Jesus but through, Jesus, through, through him, right? It's, 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 he's the way, the truth, and the life. There is no way that people are going to be satisfied in substance, in relationship. There is no way that you're going to be satisfied, but you look to the person who is love. You know, I remember this guy in college. His name was Rob Bell. Rob Bell, we, you know, we, he, used to, he used to have these videos that you watch, and, 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 and Rob Bell, man, we, we love Rob Bell, but, but Rob Bell kind of drunk the Kool-Aid of the world. 
And what he says now is that love wins. Everybody is going, right? When they die, universalism, everybody's going to heaven. He drunk the wrong Kool-Aid and it wasn't a Jesus Kool-Aid. Somebody, somebody did something to him. I don't know what the deal is. I'm, I, I just want to tell you, there is only one way, there's only one person, there is only one solution to the world's problems. The world want to chase cultural trends, but we look to Jesus because it's satisfied in him. God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. The person of love makes the difference. Not only do we see the petition of love, the person of love, but I want you to see the purpose of love. Right in these verses. Jesus says, you love just as I have loved you, you ought to love one another. By this, this love, all people. See, right there is, 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 the, is the nations. Right there is the, your neighbor and the nations. The solution to the, to the world's problem is love. Love that is found in Christ Jesus. By this, all people will know. That's the purpose. All peoples. Not just my neighbor, but the nations, right? All people. Red, yellow, black, white, orange, purple. Do we got some purple? But everybody. This is how, listen, this is how they will know. You want them to know? You're going to have to love. Look, listen, this is so important that you grab this. This is how they're going to know if you have love for one another, right? They will know that you're my disciples if you have this love for one another. Listen, to refocus, I'm about to throw something here that I hope can be a bomb. In order for those out there to know, we gotta love each other in here. And, and listen, if we can't be unified in the church and love each other, why in the world would the world wanna be a part of anything that, that they see that are, is unlovable, right? And we can't even get together. I, I don't understand how God's people, I believe, I believe God can, he says when he, when Jesus said, when he is lifted up, he draw all people to himself, right? I believe we can actually worship together. I believe we can, white people and black people, uh, I mean, I think all people can worship together. You know why? Because we love each other. Listen, this is the gospel witness to the world, how we put our arms around each other, how we love each other, how, how we're in the midst of, how we're doing life together. You want to be a witness? Can I get a witness? You want to know how you can be a witness? You love the folks next to you. You love them sacrificially. Even, hey, we got friends, we got family, and we got foes. Love the foes as well. Didn't God love you when you were a mess? Man, he stepped down in your mess. We better be willing to, to go in other people's mess because the Messiah has changed us. You want, you want the world to know Jesus? Put your arm around your sister. You want the world to know Jesus? Put your arm around your brother sacrificially. Stop thinking about you and think about them. Refocus 
And the only way you're going to refocus is by looking to the source. His name is Jesus. Have, have you been looking to the things of this world? Refocus and put your gaze on the author of your faith. Listen, not only do we see the petition of love, the, the person of love, and the, po- the, the purpose of love, it's for all to know, right? <laughs> William Carey said, the thought of a fellow creature perishing forever should rouse all our activities and engage all our powers. You see, at the end of the day, we, we, we are gonna, people are not going to spend eternity with, with him if they don't know this love. You know what we need to do? We need to demonstrate this love so that all may know him. Number four is the, post, the posture of love. Now look, this is a backwards exposition. I mean, I, I think the majority of you are familiar with the verses that I just quoted. You can't really understand those verses unless you look at the context. And so this is what I wanna do, this backwards exposition, and I got, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Do me a favor, go in your Bible to John 13, verse one. I wanna give you the context and I want you to see the posture of love. Right here now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world. He loved them to the end. Can we get an amen? amen. Hey, he lo- hey, hey, he didn't give up on you. Now, those are the disciples. He didn't give up on us because he told us he'll never leave us nor forsake us, right? Aren't you grateful that he is a, a God that is pursuing us? He's the hound of heaven. During supper, when the devil had already put it in the heart, of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to portray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father has given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God. <coughs> that verse right there points to the sovereignty of God. That the fact that God, that Jesus is sovereign, he is in control. He has all authority. It's important for you to understand this, that that Jesus has authority. Verse 4, he rose from supper and he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, he tied it around his waist. You guys may be familiar with this story as well. The sovereign God of the universe that's allowing your heart to beat and my heart to beat, he took on the form of a non-Jewish slave in the context right here. They would do, they would practice this. The God that's allowing your heart to beat and my heart to beat, this is his posture. This is how the world is going to know that we know him by our posture. You really want to do this Christianity thing? It's sacrificial. I think I, I, I want to try to illustrate this. Uh, thank you, brother. I really appreciate that. Hey, 
Let me, let me get you to come up here, brother. You, you, no, in a, in a brown, you, yeah, actually you, yeah, that's, yeah. No favor. Have a seat there for a second, man. Take your shoes off and we'll. Jesus rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garment, taking a towel. He tied it around his waist. You need to take those socks off, though. We're going all in, brother. Yes, both of them. The sovereign, the sovereign, the sovereign God of the universe. Hear me. This is, this is a task of a slave, but, but not only a Jew, the Jewish slaves didn't do it. Non-Jewish slaves. And let me just tell you, my, my brother, your feet, they, 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 they're beautiful feet. They, they, they're not bad. <laughs> but let me tell you, them feet back then, them things, corns and, and you, you know what I'm talking about, they dusty and, and stanky feet. But the sovereign God of the universe takes the posture of a slave and he begins to wash feet. You see, he is a coming down God because he loves us. You want to refocus? In order to refocus and to do stuff like this, you got to do it. You got to look to Jesus. You got to be sacrificial. You got to be willing to get down on your hands and your knees and to love the unlovable. In order to do that, greater he is in you than he who is in the world. Listen, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, the, the forgotten God that Francis Chan talked about. Listen, the only way that you and I will love in this way, we have to refocus. So what did he do? He washed feet. Thank you so much, man, for illustrating that for me. Let me wipe this up so I don't fall, you know. Yeah. Hey, man, thank you for taking one for the team, bro. Appreciate right. you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. And listen, I, I want to tell you, li- li- listen. Uh, it's one thing to talk about love, but it's another thing to practice love. It's one thing to know the person who is love, right? And, and, and we know the purpose of love, but, but you want to know how they're going to know him? How sacrificial we are with our lives. And look at the text. I'm not done. I need to be, but I'm not. Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, he rose from supper, verse 4, laid out his outer garment, taking a towel. Then he poured water in a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel. And, 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 and he did, and that was, that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterwards you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. 
He's halfway right. He has, because he knows who Jesus is. But Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. This is a, a picture of, of what he was to, was, was to come, where he was going to Calvary. His blood would be spilt for him, right? His blood, he's going to wash them in his blood. And you see here as we walk, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but my hands and my head and everywhere from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, wash me. And Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. Did you catch it? The sovereign God of the universe washes even Judas's feet. He knows that he will betray him. See, we have to love our enemies. We have to be willing to love those who will put us ultimately on a tree. You want to refocus? The only way you're going to refocus in this way is by putting your eyes on Jesus. So here it is. For he knew who it was who was going to betray him, verse 11. That's why he said, not all of you are clean. And when he had washed their feet and put out on his outer garment and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. There's plenty who say you're teacher and Lord, right? If then, if, if then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Listen, a new commandment that I give to you that you love one another, right? This is what love looks like. It is sacrificial. It is, it is a, a love that is, that is willing to lay down its life for another. Jesus says, I've given you this example that you may do. He says... He did it so that you may do it. Henry Blackaby says, what we do says more about what we believe than what we say. We need to walk it like we talk it. We need to be people who are willing. I like what Philip Brooks says. He says, your actions speak so loudly I can hear what you say. Richard Baxter, that Puritan, he made this statement. He says that if they see you love them, then you can say anything to them. The only way we love this way, but we have to refocus. We have to have the right posture. And in 1984, I was one years old. The original movie, The Karate Kid. Many of y'all know about the Karate Kid. Like, how many of y'all know about the Karate Kid, right? Okay, good. We, we okay. <laughs> we okay in here. Walk with me. If I put you to bed, wake up. Karate Kid. Mr. Miyagi? Remember? Daniel's son. You remember, 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 remember that? Remember we talked about the posture of love, right? Well, you remember Daniel's son wanted to learn karate. Why? Because he was being bullied. He was being beat up, right? By the, what's the dojo or whatever those folks were called. I can't remember, I can't remember all the details, but the dojo. And so here it is that Daniel's son wants to learn karate. And so Mr. Miyagi said, hey, meet me at the crib. 
That's Ebonic saying, meet me at the house, okay? <laughs> meet me at home. Meet me at my house. So he comes over there, and he, 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 uh, he says, okay, get, a, get the uh, paintbrush. You, you know where I'm going. And I want to teach you how to paint. Paint the fence. You remember that? Paint the fence, right? So he gets the, the bucket of paint, and Danielson looking at him like he's been drinking cheap wine, like, right? We, we're talking about... We talk about karate, right? This ain't karate. So he gets that paintbrush and he puts it down in the in the uh, the paint and and he and he starts to paint the fence. He said, "No, no, 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 no! Paint the fence." And he teaches them how to paint the fence. And so it's hot, right? It's not cold like it is outside. It's like summertime humidity heat that that like you start like if you white. When he got done, he looked like me at the end of it. Okay. <laughs> It was just, he just, he was, he was just, he looked like me. So Mr. Me, I mean, he gets done with what he was doing. And so he, man, he, he's, he's like, yeah, man, I done painted the fence, man. He done painted that whole fence. So he went to Mr. Miyagi and said, I, I painted the fence. Mr. Miyagi like, okay, see you tomorrow. And Daniel said like, man, this ain't, this don't look like karate. This don't seem like he's teaching me karate. You know what I'm talking about? It don't, it don't make no sense. So he says, meet me tomorrow. So apparently Mr. Miyagi had some money because uh, he wanted to teach him how to wash the cars. Remember? He, he's teaching him how, I mean, Mr. Miyagi had all kinds of whips. He had all kinds of cars, man. Like, like I mean, the dude, I don't know where he got his money from, but there was some nice cars in that movie. And so he teaches him how to, how to wash the car. Remember? You walk with me, wax on, wax off. You know Wax on, wax off. And so Daniel said, like, Man, this, this don't make no sense. So he gets the bucket, water, wags on, wags off. So he wash all them cars. He goes in there to Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi drunk. You know, he, he just, he, he, you know, he said, okay, I washed the cars. And so Mr. Miyagi, like, and Daniel's son is like, wait a minute, I done washed, I done painted the fence. I done washed the cars. Man, I'm being played, man. <laughs> this guy just wants his paint, fist painted and his car's washed. This don't make sense. This is not karate. Mr. Miyagi says, meet me at the beach. So you remember, he was out there on the beach, right? He was teaching them the crane kick. Right? Remember? He was teaching them, listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I got to go on somewhere. Walk with me. So he teaches Christ, he's like, okay, man, this is like finally learn how to kick. Right? <laughs> and you remember that match where the dojo, whatever the kid name is, they were fighting, and he did an illegal kick and hurt his leg. And Daniel's son goes on the sideline and Mr. Miyagi give him one of these. You know, give him one of them looks, give him one of them looks. And what did Danielson do? He crane kicked the kid and won the match. You see, I want to tell you, 2,000 plus years ago, there was somebody that had the same posture on a tree for me and for you. And he stood there. And he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. 
And he says, it is finished. And he pierced him through. He dies. Go puts him in a grave. And three days later, Jesus comes out of the grave. Swine kicks the grave. It comes out and he... <laughs> Listen, the, the posture of our Savior, listen, he, he's on that tree for me and for you, and it don't matter what you've done with your life. He is on that tree, the posture of Jesus. He is, he is taking on the sins of the world. God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we may be right in his sight. If you've been, have you been looking at the wrong stuff, refocus and look at the one who can change everything in your life. His posture, it changes everything. There's victory in Jesus because he defeated death and the grave. This morning, I want to ask you the question, have you trusted him with your life? Listen, hey, if you taste and see that he's good and you know it and you've trusted him, listen, you know he's all satisfying. And you know the things of this world don't last. I want to tell you the posture of our Savior on that tree for me and for you changes our lives for eternity. You want to know how you can refocus? Think about what he's done for you on that tree every day of your life. Remember the gospel, the good news of Christ, the same gospel that saved you is keeping you. Today, I want to ask the question, do you need him today? I don't care what you've done. Hey, one day you'll see him and hopefully you will know him. I want to let you know the same God that was on that tree with holes in his hands. When you see him, he will have holes in his hands. You want to know how you can be with him? Trusting the work that he's accomplished on that tree for me and for you. It ain't about you, but it's about him. Man, aren't you grateful for that God if you know Jesus? Just refocus and remember what you used to be and what he saved you from. Man, he still is going to have those holes in his hands because he wants you to know the posture of love. Today, do you know him? I want to tell you, there is no better day than today than to embrace him with your life. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Let's pray together. Father, we love you and we thank you so much for this love that is worth following. God, we thank you for your sacrificial love for us. Thank you that you made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we may be right in your sight. God, I pray right now as we enter into this time of invitation. Are you here? You heard the word of God. Listen, it doesn't matter what you've done. I want to let you know that, that his posture, the love that he demonstrated on that tree, his hands are open wide for you this morning. All you got to do right there in your seat, just pray after me. Just a simple prayer. Say, Father, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've been looking to the things of this world. I need to refocus. I need to put my, 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 my life in your hands. So God, I repent of my sin. I turn to you. God, I pray that you take my life and use it for your glory. I pray it in Jesus' name, amen. Right there, the way you sit, listen. 
I'm not done. If you've said that prayer, every head bow, every eye closed. If you said that prayer, I want you to just look at me real quick. I want to give you an opportunity to just come down. I mean, you got pastors here. Hey, listen, his posture, that's why his arms were open. Why? Was because he wants you to come. This is the solution. This is what's going to satisfy. It's the red blood of Jesus. Not alcohol, not all of these things. It's only Jesus. If you've trusted him with your life, I want you to do me a favor. Boldly step up, step out, and come down here and say, hey, man, I need to get my life right with Christ today. Not tomorrow, but today. I want to give you that opportunity to step out and be bold. Church, I want to ask you a question. Do you need to refocus? Do you need to remember what love is? We look for love in all the wrong places. Oh God, forgive us. Forgive us for our sins. For looking to the things of the world. God, we pray that you help us to keep you where you need to be. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you came to Jesus, everybody stand up. We think we're going to sing some songs here. But look, this is what I want you to do. I just want you to step out. Hey, it, it, takes, it takes one person, right? I remember my life. Man, God saved me. First domino to get saved in my family, man. And Lord, opened the eyes of, of many people in my family to come to him. The Lord calling you to come out. So that's what I want to do. I want to ask you to come. Hey, are you a, a, a church and you've been, you've been here? Do you need to refocus? Man, come down here and ask the Lord to, to help you refocus, to remember this great salvation that you have, that, that nothing in this life is going to satisfy but him. Whatever God is saying to you, you come as we sing.